Welcome to Everyday Endeavors, a Christian podcast where we talk about becoming more like Christ in our everyday lives. Regardless of ethnicity, age, or sex, this podcast walks through the various aspects of life, whereby we try to mature like Christ daily. I am your host, Osasri Mafidon, and welcome to Season 3. Hello, everyone. It's Osasare. Hi, everyone. It's Amadi. Hi, everyone. It's Annie. Hi, everyone. I'm Faye. Hey, guys. I'm Nini. And you are listening to Five, Five Minutes About God. God. Woo! <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody. Welcome to Five Minutes About God, where we debunk the lies and relearn the truth about God. Today we have the privilege of speaking with. Can I get a drum roll? Mimi! Woo! <laughs> uh, hi guys, I'm Nimi. Um, at this point, you've already met me. Um, yes, yeah, so I'll be speaking on my myth today. And in due fashion, I would also like to pray per our last episode. Holy Spirit, we ask that even as we come into this space now, that your word is just made evident in our lives, that you begin to transform our minds and begin to break down lies, break down thought patterns that we thought were true, to reveal your truth to us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, my myth for today is, you have to ask God for forgiveness multiple times for a specific sin. And... This topic is one that I'm constantly praying to God to give me more revelation on because I believe that um, the I, I don't want to say the majority of my Christian world because like I still have more years in Christianity by the grace of God. But like at the early stages of my Christian life, it was a thing that I thought I had to do. Like I would be struggling with a specific sin and then I would be reminded of that sin and I'm like, oh my God, like I have to ask for forgiveness again that God has to, um, I have to go through the same process of like confession and all that. And this is not to discredit that there are certain things that we need to do to ask for, for forgiveness, for, for forgiveness to be complete. So say in the Bible, we know that um, in the Lord's Prayer, it says, and forgive us today as we forgive like our brothers and like and their trespasses like for you to have forgiveness you have to forgive your brother for you to have forgiveness you have to come and confess your sins and say like is a sin that you're struggling with so for that instance you can come to ask god for mercy again for that um, specific situation but not that you come to god to ask for forgiveness for something that happened two years ago and then you're coming and then like it's, like, it's a constant oppression on you. Like you are constantly asking for forgiveness because you believe in your heart of hearts that you are not forgiven. You have to come again to that place to ask God for mercy. And one thing that I found when I was studying for this is that that belief might be, um, I don't know. I don't want to say pride, but that belief might be that we are trying to justify our righteousness by our own works. And we know that by faith, by faith in Christ Jesus, 
Righteousness has already been given to us. But when we start to do things like coming constantly to ask for mercy, in an, in, we are indirectly saying that I cannot be forgiven except I come and do this by my own works, except I come and continuously ask like, oh God, have mercy upon me, except I come and it's like, oh, this day I feel holy. So if I ask for forgiveness on this specific day, I am forgiven. Why? Because I felt holy on that day. You are establishing your righteousness. You are establishing your forgiveness based on, on you. And we know that the righteousness of man is like a filthy rag. I think I like it when scripture like says things like this, because I know that there is nothing I can ever do. Like, he has made it so easy for me. Like, the only thing I have to do is believe in Jesus, believe in the work of Jesus, because there is nothing I can ever do that would grant me this total forgiveness. There is nothing I can ever do that would give me righteousness, that would give me extra righteousness, because I am not in the capacity to, capacity to do that, because Jesus has already been placed to do that. Um, I want to speak on First John 1, verse 9 which um, tells us like the whole process of forgiveness. So we, we, we can begin to see the truths that are behind forgiveness. Just open up the scripture now. That's John. Okay, First John 1 verse 9 says, If we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, he's faithful and just, and I'm reading in the Amplified Version, he's faithful and just, true to his own nature and promises and will forgive our sins and cleanse us continually from all unrighteousness our wrongdoing everything not in conformity with his will and purpose so this is saying that if we have come to god we have sinned for a specific sin and we come and we confess our sins that god in his own faithfulness in his own nature he is true to that nature that he has said, to his promises. God is not a man that he would lie. If he says that you confess your sin, I am faithful and I will forgive you. God that mm. is not a liar. In that moment, he has forgiven you. He has cleansed you from all unrighteousness. And he sees you through the lens of Jesus as one who is faithful, as one who is righteous. I remember a verse and... Oof. I'm looking through my notes now and I don't have the specific verse at hand. But the verse talks about that when God forgives us, that immediately that sin, <clears throat> immediately that sin is put behind him. Like it is not in his remembrance. And this is not to say that, oh, God... I'm trying to be careful with how I use this word now because God is all-knowing. God has seen our past. God has seen our future. God has seen us where we are now, right? But when we make that sin, is I want to say God forgets our sin, but like I don't want to counter the nature of God of as an all-knowing God. But it's like when we have made that sin and we have come to ask him for forgiveness, to ask him for mercy, he does not hold that sin accountable to us. Like he does not associate that sin with us because he has put that sin behind us. That is no mm -hmm. longer who we are. We have come into the newness. We have come into the gift of salvation that we have through Jesus Christ to take mm -hmm. on that new nature of righteousness that we have. And I think... Um, this topic as one is something that we should continuously look into our hearts because when we start to debunk this type, these lies, we start to see we start to see other areas where we are not believing the nature of God's love. Because mm. if God's if if God loves me and he says that he has truly forgiven me, if I believe in his love for me, I will believe that he has truly forgiven me. 
I can start to not believe that if I don't believe that God truly loves me because in my mind it's like, oh my God, my sin was so big. God can never stand me. This thing was so bad. This thing was too wrong. And then we start to condemn ourselves mm. when God has already told us that nothing can separate us from him, not even condemnation can separate us from him, which means that when the devil comes with his lies to, to um, when the devil comes with his lies to reprimand us or to guilt us, this means that these things, they cannot separate us from us. I'm sorry, separate us from God. And I'm thinking of 1 John 3 verse 20 that says that God is greater than every feeling that we might have. And Guilt is included in feelings. Guilt can sometimes keep us away from God, keep us from believing the righteousness, the freedom that we have in him. Because when we are forgiving, we are free. But if we, if we think we are not forgiving, we begin to subject ourselves to shackles in our minds. We begin to subject ourselves to restrictions in our behavior. Um, and in this verse of 1 John 3 verse 20, the following verse in 21 says that if we, if, we, if we are not guilty, we have the boldness, we have the confidence to come in God. But now if we know that God is greater than that guilt, that means guilt has no place, right? So like if I know that guilt has no place, guilt has nothing, like guilt cannot condemn me, guilt cannot separate me from God. I have that boldness, I have that confidence to come because when God sees me, when I come into the holy of holies, that access that I have, he sees me through the lens of the righteousness of Christ because he has said that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. My righteousness is not by result of my own works. My righteousness is not by something I have done. My righteousness is through Jesus. My righteousness is through what God, sorry, through what Jesus has done on the cross. I have that righteousness. I have that freedom to access his presence. I have that freedom to say that, oh, I, I speak and I ask God for this um, specific sin and it is already behind me. God has put it behind me. That is not my nature. I have, I, I, I am a new creation in Christ. These things are us claiming the realities, claiming the identity that God has given to us from the time of salvation. And just going through this, like I mentioned earlier, that this is something that I want us to keep going over and over, like meditating on the word, because it's not until we meditate that we we'll begin to access these things. I was, I mean, we were doing like a prayer um, challenge together where we would pray we would pray in tongues for um, one hour every day. This is shout out to Chiamakan and her ministry HOP. Woman of so, God. Um, at the time of filming this episode, we are praying against, we are praying for our mind and we are praying against realities of the mind that are not in Christ. And I remember praying and it was like, when we have been redeemed, we have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. We have come into Christ there are freedoms, there are rights, there are privileges that we have, but we cannot begin to walk in these privileges. We cannot, be, we cannot walk in this freedom if we do not have access to it, if we do not have that understanding of it. But when we meditate on the word, what is already true, God has said that God, sorry, that God cannot lie. So what God has said in his word is true. When we begin to meditate on these things that are true forever and ever, because the one who has said them is true and truth itself, we begin to see, we begin to see the privileges that we have as children of God, like when we say, um, in Christ I'm free indeed, no chains are holding me, is who I choose to be. That means I am free from sin, I have mastery over sin, but we can't begin to walk in these realities if we do not understand them. If we, and um, in, our, in our last episode, any used this thing called spiritual vocabulary, and I would like to quote, like it was something I had, wrote, I had written down from a sermon I heard, and I was like, oh wow. So 
This says that the word is, is what gives us the vocabulary expressions, which, which are the scriptural tools to interpret the light of God, to interpret what his word has said. Sorry, to interpret the speakings of God. So like when we read the word, we are able to um, walk in that understanding. We have that understanding of what he has already said that has been stated in the Bible. And you can't, because believing something and living and 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 leaving out the truth of something is different from knowing something i can know that oh um i am a child of god but if i don't believe that i'm a child of god the enemy would have access to treat me anyhow as someone who is not a child of god so i'm just trying to like i'm i'm coming this way just to remind us that in as much as we know the word and as we hear these things in our Sunday sermons, we hear these things in scripture, we, we um, see these things like when our friends say them, if we do not know them, if he's not convicted in our hearts, these myths that we are even talking about, if they are not convictions in our hearts, we will continue to live in oppression. We will continue to live in these lies that hinder us from accessing the rights and privileges that we have as children of God. But we can only access these spaces if we meditate on the word of God. And that is something that I hope by the grace of God that I can build upon and we can also build upon as believers where we begin to meditate on these words that they begin to the things that are already within us they are they are they are unlocked so that we can walk in the fullness of them because god has made us with these like they are they are instilled on the inside of us but if you do not understand if you do not understand if we, if if i don't know that oh this yellow thing that has a stem and i peel is a banana i will not be able to identify it as a banana so if i do not have that vocabulary understanding through the word that when i am a believer when i know my god i can be strong and do exploits i will not be able to do exploits as a child of god so i just want us to just think on these things and like begin to like meditate on them so that they come from not just us knowing them but us believing them in our system believing them in our minds in our inner minds that like in our unconscious they are there we do not need someone to tell them to us because we truly truly believe it i think one thing i'm 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 currently studying job and job when job was afflicted by god because if you read the book of job it was the devil he it, 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 it was the devil who came to like um, contend against Job and the nature of God that oh Job was only serving God because oh God was blessing him and then I feel like God in his Godness was like um, he was he was trying to boast with Job if I'm I don't know that's how I see he was trying to boast with Job because he believed that this man was a man who who knew who he was and multiple times job friends when they were when they were when they were challenging him they were saying that like oh there must have been a sin that you must have done that said that separated you from from god but job kept saying i am right before god i am blameless before god and i'm like what made him so confident because this is somebody who had not even come like jesus had not come at this point right he mentioned he even mentioned it that like oh if he were asked to defend his righteousness he would not be able to defend his righteousness because he knows that like his nature as man like there is no credit there is no merit to it so like defending him before god he would need a mediator which was jesus he was speaking about jesus at that time but what i'm trying to say is like joe believed this truth so much he believed that he was blameless before god because i think god had i don't know like it's something i'm like I'm, I'm, I'm also pondering upon now, but I believe that God had shown himself to him and the faithfulness of God. Sorry, I just, I just like, it just clicked in my head. 
the Bible says that Abraham was called righteous, righteous because of his belief in God, his faith in God. So now that faithfulness, that belief that Job had was the confidence that gave him to say he was righteous. But like if he did not have that belief, that confidence would not have been there. And like over time in the book of Job, we see that like truly God has said that God, that, sorry, that Job was a righteous and blameless man before God. But like he goes on to explain why he went on this thing. But like one thing that he said was that Job was blameless. Even when the devil came to like make his case um, before God, God had stood on that word that Job was a righteous and blameless man. Why? Because Job believed. And I just want us to go back from like hearing this word to start to think like the things i've heard from time the thing that they told me yes jesus loves me do i believe it because it's only when we believe that we begin to walk in those rights in those privileges in those spaces that god has like god has called us to so much but if we if we do not access what is within us we cannot begin to walk in that capacity so yeah that's just my that's just my myth that we don't have to and i, I know like i went everywhere because i think this it's so much more than you believing that, oh, we have to ask for forgiveness for a specific um, sin that God will forgive you. It's, it's, it's more so you believing the truth of what God has said. If God has said it, then he has done it. If God has said it, then it is done. It is finished. There is nothing I can do in my power, which means I don't have to come multiple times to ask God for a um, specific sin when I believe that, oh, um, on this day, I'm, I am more holy than the other day because it is not by me. It is by god what like what his word has said and his word that is true yeah that was that was that was my wow. meat if anyone drop wants mic, to <laughs> drop the mic if my goodness. To add, you guys can't see but any literally add. just dropped his mic <laughs> Amadu was clapping in the corner <laughs> wow hmm thank you jesus Thank you, God. <laughs> for wisdom. No, this is... Because I'm just learning left and right. It was a passion right. for me. This is it's amazing. So, you know what really got me was the... Like, <laughs> when she, when something clicked in her mind, too, because she was, she was in tune. Give me five. It's, thank God. It's, it's the glory of God. Yeah. Mm. It's God. This is so deep. <sighs> yeah. Because right now like me personally i'm going to be like vulnerable we welcome that i am i am literally like i got to a place where i realized obviously not by my mind but i realized that you like i like one thing that nini said she said there is a difference between knowing something and believing it. There's a difference between knowing something and understanding it. You can hear so many times, God loves you, God loves you, God loves you, God loves you. But do you believe that thing? Again, like going back to House of Prayer, House of Prayer, um, shameless plug. Chemaka. You have to give context. They don't know. Some House don't of know. Prayer is a, is a prayer group for, for youth. Um, all over the world we have youth from all over the world <laughs> we come together wednesdays for to est bible study bible study we have prayer. sermon we have worship we have uh prayer it's a wonderful wonderful fellowship group and i think that would be our recommendation i know it's later but like Prayer. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah in house of prayer 
I remember the first time I thought of, I, I thought about this that Nimi is saying, and it was literally last year, not even like the beginning of last year, like close to the end. And I think Chemaka was saying, "Do you believe the word of God?" And you know that thing when you're listening to like a sermon, like just like you're listening, you're listening, but like you're just listening, you're hearing. Let me like say you are hearing, you are paying attention, you are hearing, but yeah, you are passively hearing. Mm-hmm. And she said, "Do you believe the word of God?" Man, like yeah. It's the word of God. I know it. Duh. And she said again, do you believe the word of God? I say, ah, <laughs> do I believe the word of God? And at that time, it was that what, what was on my, my screensaver was there is nothing that can separate us from the love. I am fully convinced that not man, not angel. Mm-hmm. Not, I, I don't know if you guys know that verse. Yeah. Romans 8 verse is it 39 or something. Sorry, let me just find it. Mm-hmm. Romans is verse 38 39. For I am persuaded beyond doubts. Let me let me read something more simple. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. That was my screensaver. Oh. So now, why am I here thinking, oh God, I didn't, I didn't do my devotional this morning. Oh God, I didn't pray. Do you mm. still love me, God? What? Yeah. Hmm. What does that even mean? Like, what is even the meaning of that? Like, what does that mean? And that was the first time I realized that, you know, I need to go back to the basics. The basics of this Christianity. I really need to learn it. And like you said, meditate on it and internalize it so that it becomes me. Because how can the Bible say, I know, it is no longer I that lives, it is Christ that lives in me. So mm. that means that I have the blood of Jesus in me. So why do I have sickness? Why am I sick? The Bible said that even the shadow of Paul was healing people. That they put disease on his hand and they put microscope. The disease was dying. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? No, because Why? No, (laughs) and that was the first time that was the first time I thought about it like no like you know the fact that we're not seeing the fruit of this thing in your life ah, Mm -hmm. there's a disconnect somewhere so thank you so much Nimi for like bringing that to light Mm. yeah there's this scripture that I think it was also in HOP that we were learning about and it was it's the one in Acts I'll never forget and basically people were like trying to cast out something in the name of Jesus and nothing happened. You know that thing? That thing scares me. Because I'm like, Jesus, we know. Who are you? (laughs) Who are you? (laughs) The demon inside these people have the boldness. Hmm. Because here's the thing. It says in Luke 10, 19. This is what I'm trying to... God has instructed me this year to memorize, have revelation for certain verses. It says in Luke 10, 19, I believe. I don't know what Yeah, I'm still working on it. But it's basically like, I have authority. I have authority over snakes and scorpions. Like, I cannot be hurt. So when, when God has called you into, go and preach to this group of people. And God has asked me before, go and speak to these young people. And I was like, but, but, but God, I'm scared. You know, what if they, and if I, and if I, could I? But if I had the scripture in my mind, looked, if the boldness in my heart, I have authority. Do you know what that means? Jesus has given me authority to speak, to trample any fear 
it rolls off my back. There is a power in knowing what God has said about you. But when you believe, when you have the revelation in your heart and it holds weight in your heart, because mm-hmm. like people, oh, God loves you. Okay. What does love mean? A lot of us, we come from broken homes, sadly. Our perception of love is perversed. What that got to do with me? <laughs> what does love have to do with me? When my dad was never there for me, mm-hmm. my mom doesn't know how to show love. My fa- because of that, my siblings and I communicate this way. What is love? Why would God love me? Because if he loves me like my dad, I don't want it. So it's not until you spend time with God, you're like, you know what, God, I don't, I don't know. Like, I need your help. I need your help. I don't understand it. It sounds good, but it doesn't make sense. It's not until you spend time with God that he'll start to reveal the truths of who he is in your life. He'll start to reveal like, you know what love, you know what my love looks like for you? That when you're sleeping, I'm taking care of you. That when there's battles going on in the unseen world, I'm fighting for your behalf. But when you don't spend time, you don't know. You don't know. And if you don't believe, we are Christians that are not tapped into the the full potential of what we can do. Can you imagine going to a sphere and you're being afraid when God has given you authority? We have to tap into our inheritance. We have to know what God has said for us. ah, When I found out that God loved me, the way I viewed myself, the way I tried to view other people, it changed completely. Because no longer was I trying to perform for God. Let me, let me do this because people love me when I, you know, mm-hmm. when I dress cute and when I speak this way and when I... But God wants me for me. No strings attached. No strings attached. Wig off. <laughs> I'm wearing an oversized shirt. My pants and shirt don't match. My sock is orange. If you know me, you know I wear white socks. That's who God loves. In the secret place, the worst of the worst, my worst sins, my worst fears, my worst thoughts, that's who he he called and said, I want you. He loved us before we even became Christians. Hmm. And I say that though, I still love, but do I know that? Can you imagine? Or do I believe that? Sorry, like any said. Nimi, oh sorry, please guys, I want to correct something I said earlier. Mm. It wasn't Paul that the disease died on <laughs> um, his hand. It was actually um, a sermon from, yeah. again, the same Apostle Joshua Selman's Shimon's oh, plug. Yeah. He was talking about a nurse that believed the truth of God. So when he was yeah. treating someone during the pandemic, I think, Nimi. Yeah, so like he, he believed in that statement so much that... It was this pandemic and he was going inside and like saving lives like where, where, where people they were trying to like save themselves right so like they would not get infected rightfully so but this man with that same passion that he had to help people and the understanding of like oh by his stripes i am healed right he was going and they said that they they looked at his skin with a microscope and as he was moving these um the pathogens or the bacteria or whatever the virus the was, virus. it was dying. I don't know if it was COVID, but like sorry, it was dying. Sorry, so sorry, sorry. has gone wild. Okay. So the guy's name is John G. Lee. Oh, oh thank you. Oh, <laughs> we have hey, a nice part. Wisdom. Um, he was one of God's generals. So these are people that move through his strong anointing um, of okay, God. So and this guys, happened like COVID. a long time ago. It's not COVID though. Sorry, everybody. In South Africa. So there was a pandemic, not COVID. 
um, and he wasn't a nurse, so he was a believer. And he saw everything going on. There was this a pandemic, people were dying and there were just bodies everywhere. And it's like, well, what's going on? Like no one no one had the boldness, the confidence to go pick these guys up because like you're touching people that had the virus, you could get it yourself. And so he's like, I have the blood of of Jesus on the inside of me. And he, with that conviction and belief, he was actually the one that was moving them. And everyone's like, what's going on? And he told them that, you know, I I understand certain things, especially when the spirit of God resides on the inside of me. And so they put the virus on him and they could see with the testing with the microscope that it was dying as it was placed on the on, on him. So could you say his name again, sorry? John G. Leak. You know that so just if you there's a book called um God's Generals. Mm-hmm. And it has like mm-hmm. the, like I'm sure you've heard of um there's Amy McPherson, there's um, Coleman. Catherine Coleman, she's there as well. Is Benny like, just there? different. No, Benny. Mm. <laughs> but you know that's even more mind-blowing. Benny is still than... alive. Oh. Oh. Please help me. Oh. <laughs> See how you people know I need to read. <laughs> Anyways. That's how we're here. But yeah, like I feel like that's even more mind-blowing. That it wasn't even like the apostles in the Bible. Because you know, sometimes when people hear about the Bible, they're like, oh my God, that's, it's the Bible. It's an actual living, breathing human being. That lived after Bible times. And Greater believed. things than I have done is what you will do. Mm. Somebody. Um. No, guys, please. I, I, ah, isn't in the Bible? I think was it who said, "I beseech you." Therefore, brethren. Like I'm begging you, 2023. Read your. Don't read your just to read your Bible. Mm. If you pick one verse for one month, ask God reveal to me, please. I want understanding. You will walk so different in 2024. Like it's a, enough is enough. Like why are we coming into the God's place and we don't know. We will let people talk to us anyhow. We, we won't get on stage because we're so nervous. We, we can't do this. We can't do that. Mm. Oh, God can't use you because you're young. Da-da-da-da. Who said? The God that you serve. Even First Timothy. Paul was telling him, do not be afraid. Like, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? The amount of things that God has given us goes so far beyond the physical realm. Mm-hmm. What we're doing in the spiritual realm, if you could, if, no, I'm not, God, show me. In, my, in your own time, show me what that looks like. But we can't even begin to imagine the, what's happening in the spiritual realm because of our belief. It doesn't it say in the Bible that you can't please God without faith. Mm-hmm. I believe that I am righteous that I am in right standing with God. So on my worst day, on my best day, God still loves me. When I make a mistake that I've made a thousand times and I pray and I ask forgiveness, God still loves me. Mm-hmm. When I walk up and I'm not, this is, oh, great example. So currently we have Builders Church and uh, Nimi, Faye, and Eni, we're a part of the worship team. You can search it up on YouTube, Builders Worship. Where is Amadi? I'm sorry, not yet. Where, see the segregation that happens. They it's just not segregation. Use me. This they is just a fact. They say, "Come and talk." Um, ah. <laughs> but they don't include me in things. Well, including the next one, huh, Biko? Sorry, but we're part of this, you know, builders' worship. And Amadi watches on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Thank you. <laughs> I actually have like videos of you guys. Oh, like yay. I enjoy, especially like Dimi. I enjoy your stuff, so I just save them on my phone. <laughs> so we're a part of this worship team, and you know, God is helping us. There's sometimes where we'll practice on a Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, whatever. And we run through, but like maybe we're not all confident about the song. Follow me. Let me land. But on Sunday, after we pray, 
I personally have the confidence that no matter how much we've practiced, God will see this song through. Mm-hmm. That this song will sound good and it will minister to people. So because of that belief, even when I mess up or I think, okay, I don't know exactly the cue. I don't know exactly. And I practice. Like I've done, I've done the work. I don't know exactly the cue. I don't know exactly where I'm going to go, but I have an idea. The Holy Spirit will be able to work through it. Mm-hmm. I'll look at anywhere in my eye. He'll tell me the next word and I'll sing it. Never once in all the time that we've done a builder's worship session, never once have we had to stop and say, oh my gosh, this is, we didn't, no matter how much we've practiced or not practiced, every single time God has seen us through. I have the belief that God will see me through anything that I do in his will. Don't forget, episode Mm. two, God (laughs) has boundaries. In his will, if I've practiced, if I've spent 10 hours, 100 hours, God will see, because I have that belief, no matter what I do, no matter what I do, even if I have to do it again, this podcast episode, did we not film it before? Mm, the first one was a little rocky, a little rocky, but I prayed, I spent time with God, and now look at the masterpiece that God has done through every single one of us. When you believe what God has said in you, it does something in the spiritual realm. It holds weight in the spiritual realm. It changes things in the spiritual realm. If you do something quivering and your heart is shaking, can God come through? I think it said in the Bible where God wanted to heal someone and he was like, if you can, the man with leprosy, like God, if you can heal me, if I can, you have to hold that belief, God, I need healing. Wherever it is, touch that part of your body. God, I need healing. It says in your word that by your stripes I'm healed. God died so I could live. And I'm not going to die prematurely because of this sickness. So God, I need healing. There are people who need to be saved. I need healing. I have a family that I have to raise. I need healing. When you believe it in your heart, things begin to change. It's not enough to open your mouth and just say words. Where is the revelation behind those words that you've said? Where is the proof, as Faye has said, behind those words? Because this generation of Christians, man, I don't know what's going on. There's, there's some stuff we just, the basics we don't know. Walking into places like with so much low self-esteem. What is that? I'm not good enough. Who said that? Because it's not God. Read your Bible and have revelation of what God has said. And watch what happens in 2024. It's time to change. Anyone else want to add? Okay, just uh, quickly, I'll try to sum up because I wasn't expecting to be here at this <laughs> time. But um, you've, you guys have said it all, to be honest. I feel like the foundation is just believing the truths that are already established in the word. And, you know, something very profound about like just believing is is this the same way when you got converted to Christ, the same way he said, you know, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins i accept you as my lord and savior that same level of faith is what you need for everything in life the miracles that you have the healing power and the belief that you've also been um you know forgiven by god it's that same level of faith you don't need anything too big to believe that and you know whenever i when i was thinking about your question your or your myth your myth was that you know you need to ask for forgiveness multiple times on a specific sin and I was just like really thinking about like what could really make someone feel this way and you know two things came to mind 
the first being that um, the first being that there's a lingering sense of guilt going on, and the second one being that you still need to hold on to your revelation. And so, just touching on the first one being that there's a lingering sense of guilt. I, I think I might have mentioned this in like any's episode. I'm not too sure, <laughs> but the Bible says talking about the role of the devil. In Romans 12 verse 10, he says that he's the accuser of the brethren and that he accuses us day and night. So I always ask myself, if I'm staying in the in the, in a space where I'm not believing that I'm forgiven by God and I always feel like I always have to come back, there's this sense of guilt and that means I'm partnering with the rule of the devil. Do I want to keep doing that? Because he says they're accusing them day and night and I'm also accusing myself and beating myself up because I'm not coming to the fullness of the fact that God has forgiven me once for what I've prayed for, that sin that I've prayed for, and I do not need to keep going back again and again and again over it. And so I just remind myself, I do not want to partner up with the devil. I do not want this role that he's playing. I don't want any part of it. And it pulls me away from my emotions because sometimes you know, what blocks us away from fully believing is like we have this, you know, these things, the feelings, emotions, these things come up. And, you know, it pulls me away from emotions, the fact that I can stand and I say I'm standing on the word of God. And so Revelation, as we've shared so many scriptures, like I don't need to bring up any other one. I would bring up another one. Um, but again, like your the righteousness of God in Christ. And one thing I also remind myself is that through the blood of through the blood and the work of Christ, I am justified. And the term justified there means that the verdict the verdict of the court is not guilty. The verdict of the court is not guilty. The literal term of justified means that it is as though you never sinned. So when you come to God and you ask him for forgiveness, it's as though nothing ever happened. And the term, I think you were looking for a term, the term is that he blots out. So blots is like, it's not, it's not there anymore. It's, it's completely removed and it's the blood of Christ that he sees. So when he looks at you, he sees righteousness. And we just have to come to a space where we allow ourselves to believe that. Now, there might be some times where we struggle with believing. Again, just stay in the presence of God and just ask the Holy Spirit for help. Holy Spirit, I'm having a hard time believing this truth about me. I'm going to be here, whether it is an hour, you just want the Holy Spirit to brood. When we talked about that scripture of, you know, before God said, let there be light, his spirit was there and what his spirit was doing was brooding. It's the same way the spirit of God will be there, brooding, bringing these scriptures. And what that brooding process is that there's a careful pondering until you get to a place of conviction and then you yourself believe in your heart and you speak with your mouth, you confess the truths that are coming out from you. Mm -hmm. But the scripture I was going to bring up in addition is the fact that, you know, sometimes we feel like, oh, I've prayed, God has answered me, but sometimes Sometimes we don't also, there's an added layer of the fact that it's not just you that's praying and interceding for, you know, your sins or your wrongful actions. That that is also the role of, that Jesus is performing right here and right now. And the Bible talks mm. about it. Um, so I'm just going to pull up First John 2 verse 1. And it says, my little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. So right there, as, as he is in heaven, he's constantly, the way the Bible says, the accuser of the brethren, day and night is accusing you. The advocate, day and night, is constantly advocating for you and constantly mm -hmm. speaking for you. So coming to that consciousness that, I mean, Jesus' walk, even as he left the earth, he's still in heaven and he's still constantly for us and so that's that's a sense of you know encouragement but i guess the added oh. layer that i always like to think about is like sometimes when we have this tendency to want to go back again and again for forgiveness truthfully speaking 
it's a notion for us to also access our hearts. Because sometimes it could speak to the fact that, you know, we said, God forgive me. But on the inside of us, we are saying, God forgive me this time. I might mm. go back. And so there's this sense of... Mm, I don't want help me. That's for you. That's please, God. I'm I'm praying for forgiveness. Is is more of like help me because I know that this thing have I really received complete deliverance from it, mm. and you know sometimes that deliverance. I know that there's the laying down of hands and truly God has done the work, but it's left for you to always remind yourself because. There will be temptations, as the Bible does say, but when you get tempted, there's a way out. So it's not mm -hmm. like no one's going to get tempted at all. You'll be tempted into all these things. But then again, like coming to a space where your deliverance has been set for you, but you also have to be responsible and accountable to the fact that you already have God on the inside of you. And so you believe that when this temptation comes, I'm going to cast it down the same way the devil came to Jesus himself. Why won't he come to you? But when he came, Jesus spoke the word and he says the devil, the, the, the devil fleed. But again, coming to that consciousness of the fact that, you know, you want to access your heart and really ask yourself, like, when I said, God, forgive me, did I really mean? Because the word repent means to literally have a change of heart. Like you're telling yourself, I'm going 180. I'm not coming back the same way I came. I'm not coming back the same way I came. And I do not want to continue doing this thing. And a word of caution, which was Paul, and this is always something I think about. Um, sorry, like Romans 6 verse 1. And this is, you know, talking about sin again. And it says, so just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death. Now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It then says, well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Yeah. And it's asking yourself, like, yeah. God's grace is there. But it's really saying, like, ask yourself, do you really want to keep up in sin? And the Bible says, without holiness, no one can see God. So there's a state of purity that we have to come to. And like, God, like, this is hard. I need your help. And just asking the Holy Spirit to review things to you. Like, what are those patterns that make me come back into this thing? What are those cycles in my past that make me come back to this thing? Mm. And how do I, like, what's the next step? You know, going back again and just being in this space of vulnerability with God and allowing him to show you things in such a way that you do not continue the cycle of, you know, I stepped into this thing and I'm coming back again. But always constantly accessing your heart and, you know, that's a space where God wants us as believers to always be constantly present towards the image of Christ. And that it always allows us to assess ourselves daily in such a way that we know that we are doing the work to always ensure that we are not doing anything to compromise our faith and, you know, the, the conviction that we already stand on or believe in. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Amen. say something about... Uh, I attended this thing at the beginning of the year, this conference called uh, Nublier Pas, which is Cold French. Nublier Pas, okay. which is French, French for forget, <laughs> forget not. Um, and one of the the, the um, I don't know if call it ceremony or events that happened during the thing was talking about things. Even though, you know, God instructs us to forget not, you know, for example, the words he has spoken over our lives or the things that he has um, done for us. There are some things that you have to forget as a Christian as well, intentionally. And um, an example for that would uh, be, in the scripture would be in Philippians, and this is Paul talking about himself, who 
Paul was someone who was, I don't want to use the word self-righteous, but <laughs> had a very strong, you know, uh, belief in his righteousness. Um, but even at that, he was humble enough to admit that. Um, he says, I don't mean to say, this is Philippians chapter 3, I don't mean to say that I have achieved, already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Um, because even at the point when you re regret, uh, when you repent or you move, you're trying to move past something that you've done, you might still have, you know, think back to, ah, uh, I did that, you know. But as a part of learning from something is being able to put it behind you, right? And forget, and, and, and moving forward from it. Because dwelling on it, there's no progress being made there. If anything, you're setting yourself back. So I guess just the idea of forgetting, you know, not only just understanding that, oh, you know, I've been made anew in Christ and God has wiped my transgressions, um, but also being intentional about forgetting the old you and realizing that you know in Christ now the old has become new and there's a new thing in you um yeah that's it thank you all so much I feel like I've, I've even been trying to like write from like what everyone had said and it was like oh this was this was something that I thought that like oh I had received full revelation on but it's like God God will just continue to show you more more of a specific word like you can look at something back like the same thing and then you'd receive like different interpretations from that so i really appreciate that um so for our we have we already have a recommendation the house of prayer and before we go out to our closing i don't know i just feel i just feel like someone listening might be thinking and pondering on god's love and I just want to let you know that God loves you. God is mindful of you. So God much. is so, like, he's so beyond our understanding that he can love someone else entirely and he will still have enough love with extra to love you entirely. So I want you to know that God is mindful of you and Holy Spirit, give me the grace. But if you are, if you are thinking of becoming a believer from this episode, it's just a quick simple prayer you have to say um i can follow you through with it you just have to say dear god i believe that you sent your son jesus to die for me i believe you sent him to be my lord and savior and i give him full ownership of my life i believe that jesus you are the son of god and you came to die for me and i think that's all i don't know i just feel for someone who said this prayer, I am so happy that you have said this prayer. You have yes. come into Christ. You have, you are now a Christian. You are a believer. You have come into fellowship, and whoa, whoa. um, it it doesn't end here. God has so much more in plan for you. God has so much more in His plan, like in His love for you. That same love that you felt pulling at your heart. God has so much more he wants to show to you. God has so much more he wants to do through you. So my advice would be find a Bible-believing church. Um, we recommend um, Builders Church. That's a church we go to. You can find us online on our Instagram at thebuilders.church. You can follow us on YouTube also as thebuilders.church. 
um, our friend Amadi here, so that he will not say we are excluding him. He goes to KICC Toronto, an amazing church as well. They have their own young adult um, service called um, the Royal Service at KICC Toronto. And it's like, these are spaces within Canada, within Toronto. And I don't want to just limit it to Canada. So like for all our international listeners as well, look for a place, a place you can just be rooted in and just hear from, like hear from someone that, a leader that would be able to feed you with the spiritual food that you need at this point to just know more of God and know more of that identity, know more, like we spoke in this episode, the truth that God has spoken over your life because there is so much more life for you than what you are living now. So, yeah, I just wanted to address that. Oh, okay, yeah, so like if you just gave your life to Christ, please email everydayendeavors at gmail.com for more information and... We are ready to help you with whatever questions you may have. Amen. Okay, so that was our fourth episode where we discussed the myth of asking God for forgiveness for a specific sin multiple times. And we concluded that forgiveness is once and final. Once you ask God for forgiveness, he has forgiven you. And you have to also make that commitment in your mind that he has forgiven you, whether it's Okay, let me know, go off. But yeah, he has forgiven you. That's like, that is the, that is the final thing. That is the main point. And hey, don't forget to follow this podcast and share this episode. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. And I pray that you learned something new about God and are able to apply it into your everyday lives. Now go, live out your life, your new life if you just give your life to Christ as a creation of God in your everyday endeavors. Bye.